It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pogma, Maguire and Shaw have been training this week. Yeah. We've got one more game before the season starts and we've got Everton tomorrow. We know what happened last season. We didn't have a pre-season. We started off slowly. How worried are you, Baggers, I'll start with you, about the fact that we've got one or two players who, who aren't ready or one or two players who haven't had much training pre-season and we may be going into the, the Leeds game a week from now. Not as ready as we should be. And as always, get involved in the comments. Let us know what you think and hit the like button. A little bit worried, but if you think of the team we had, we were putting out at the start of last season, how many games they played, and it was probably it was pretty poor, you know, to be honest, at times. Whereas now, it's probably our first strength from last season. It's probably going to be starting this season. I think yeah. that's still still a pretty good team. You know, we've still got a lot of good players in there. I think we're more worried about midfield than I think Ollie is. I think he's happier with Fred McTominay than we like to all think. I think he's happy to start that. Maybe even Matic is going to play a few more games. Yeah. So I don't think he's, he's worried in that sense. I, I said my worry a little bit is at centre-half because I think you've had Maguire back in training. I don't think there's a worry with him. He's going to play and be fine. Yeah. Eric Bailly's been away at the Olympics. He's going to be away for a time. Doesn't look like Swan Zabie's going to be there for the start of the season. He looks like he's moving on. And Lindelof, I've not seen Lindelof training yet. I don't know whether he's back fit and he's playing yet. If you're missing one of them, if you are starting Twan Zabi, who, you know, is is looking to probably be out the door very shortly, I think that's your big worry. I think Varane's the one that you wanted to be starting straight away. I'm not too worried about Sancho. If you know if he's on the bench for the Leeds game coming on, you can still put out a front three of maybe Pogba on the left, Martial and, and Mason Greenwood, which isn't a bad front three. Yeah. I'm not too worried about that, but I am worried about centre half. If there's one of them not playing, if you've if you've got Maguire alongside of Twan Zabi, I think I am a little bit worried for the start of the season. Abdullah, one sort of player, well, one sort of player, one player who at, at the moment looks like he's going to be the start of the season. I know we're going to get into it a little bit more detail later on. Is Paul Pogba? Yeah. Feels like ever since me and you've been chatting on this channel, which has been for a few years now, we're talking about Pogba and whether he's going to stay or not. Yeah. And I think we, at one point we've both been adamant he's staying. There's other times when we've disagreed. There's other times when we've agreed he's definitely going. What do you reckon now? I mean, perhaps he, I think, was on Romano's channel yeah. saying that the, the PSG interest is real and there's a. Paul Pogba, 
I mean, it's almost like a nothing statement. And I'm not having to dig at Barassi because he's dealing with the facts that he's got. And they are the facts is that Pogba is open to going to PSG. PSG want him, but Pogba likes Oli and respects Oli. So wh- where do you see this this going to? I feel like with Pogba, and it's always been like that, a lot of it is just like giving that control to his agent, like yeah. Raiola. And we've seen that previously with other players like Delict at Juventus. And like, I'm not sure how much the level of control Pogba, you'll obviously have like the final say with like moving and staying and whatnot. And like Raiola said that in the past, but... I feel there is some sort of thing where Ola will try to get a deal. Obviously, he's moved on a rumour over to PSG as well. Um, so he's already got that connection with the club. He's had fallouts with people out in and around United, like club legends and, and whatnot. So obviously, it's, it's not been a, a smooth sort of few years for Pogba. He's had good periods, but has had bad periods at the club, um, inconsistencies. And I think when he's done well at times, he's not, you know, sort of got his flowers by people. So... Um, I think in terms of what we expect to happen this window, I I don't see him moving. I think United will just try and nail down Pogba with a big contract because they'll struggle to sign a midfielder. Um, there were some reports earlier like reading about potentially a third signing coming in, a significant one, and there was uh, the, the Camavinga stuff coming out. So, you know, maybe if Camavinga comes in, then United could just let Pogba go towards the end of the window. I can't see them letting him go for under 50 million. That's the thing. And no. that, that's what makes me think that they'll just wait, keep him for a year and let him go for free and try if within that year, you know, have a successful season where they can convince Pogba to stay long-term, um, where he's happy for the year. And, and I think that's where United go. And I think they're going to take that gamble because they don't see the selling him after you've signed Varane, you've signed Sancho and, and you've stacked up and you, you're almost ready to go out on all fronts and challenge. It's not a good time to sell a player of that quality. So I think that's the way United are looking at it. Um, there's comments here in the chat. I'm just going to find it, Baggers, before I just get your thoughts on it. Um, someone, I think I've lost it. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, someone saying about Riola. Forgive me if you're the person who's commented because it just disappeared on the screen. But you were saying, um, oh, yeah, sorry. Oliver Edwards has commented and he said, uh, Romano and Bahasi both said Riola would like the commissions from a free transfer. Yeah. Do you, I mean, the reason I'm asking this now is because this ties into the start of the season. If you go into this season, you go into the Leeds game, with still this sort of question mark about Paul Pogba, does, do you think that has a negative effect as well? Or do you think the, 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 the players and Pogba himself can just put that to one side? I think, I think Ollie's dealt with it well as, in the sense that he said, look, Pogba's a professional with it all and has done all this. I think that that's never been a worry for Paul Pogba. I think you've always seen 100% from him. I think there was a problem time under Mourinho when things weren't quite right, but I think that was... You could see that by him getting dropped, by him not being playing, and, and just that was more a Mourinho thing than it was Paul Pogba not putting 100% in. I think whatever happens, Paul Pogba will do a job for United. And I think also Ollie kind of accepts that that's the situation he's in with Paul Pogba. And I think that a year ago, when we were talking about the £100 million, and even they had the chance of selling a player for £100 million then, you could do that. You could sell Paul Pogba and get money back. And you were talking about, let's reinvest that. £50 million, yes, we could potentially reinvest that this summer, but it's not. The, the be all end all of our transfer business. It's not we need to. We not, it's not like it was talked about before. as like Coutinho when Coutinho left Liverpool. You needed that big money to go in and buy two players. Paul Pogba going for fifty million quid doesn't really change who we get in. It doesn't mean we're going to get Camavinga. We're still not yeah. going to. It doesn't guarantee it. I think we've still got. I think do you, you not, could do sell. Not think that I think I think you know. I think literally we do need to sell to buy now. 
But I think that, that I think so. Even if it is only fifty million, man, that could be the fifty million that brings in. But could, that be, but could that be Lingard and Pereira that go, and then you've got a better player in Paul yeah. Pogba and Sal Niguez still? I think that could be a possibility, and I still think that, that's where I, United. I agree, can. I agree with what you're I saying. Be, I believe we don't sign any of those like major midfielders. I'm going to say major, like your Ruben Neves and Saul and Camavinga, no. the three that were mentioned. Yeah. Unless personally, I feel like the club are looking at unless we sell fifty million pound Paul yeah. Pogba we don't get one of those three. I don't see them as an addition in the current state of like where we're going in the market. Uh, that's my opinion. I, I feel like the club are operating like that. I don't, if we sell like Lingard, Andres Pereira, don't think that gets us over the line to get a decent enough midfielder to, to make not. a difference. Maybe get Trippier out of them two going. But do you think you'd have to have a bit of a, that. if you don't sell Pogba, do you think you need like a bit of a clear out? Like you have to go Pereira, Delo, I think Lingard, maybe people are going to laugh here, but there's even sort of Phil Jones just getting him off the wage bill. I think, going it, I think it's, yeah. he's stuck in it. Like, yeah. like, I'm not saying you're going to get much money for him, but if you get him off just the wage it, bill, I, I doubt that would might take help. Him for free because of his wages. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. sort of there the, was a rumour that maybe yeah. West Ham were in for him, but certainly if you look at Pereira, the low, and yeah, Lingard, those three, something. can you maybe get 45 million? I reckon you could. You could, yeah. And that, is your, your Neves money? Yeah. Or your, and I think, or your Niguez money or your Camavinga I think, money? I think there's a possibility for that. I think that, that could still happen. The Paul Pogba thing, I think the other thing we've got, got to mention is things that this messy thing throws the Pogba thing right up in the air as well because I think the Pogba signing for PSG was icing on the cake kind of thing. They've they've yeah. done their business of they needed, they wanted Wijnaldum, done. They got Ramos in, Ramos they've, got, they've got Hakimi, they've got Donnarumma, they've got the so squad they need. It's mad summer, isn't it? They, the next signing for them is we've got a bit of cash left here, lads. Who can we get here? Yeah. And Paul Pogba, that's a great name for them, does well. But Messi for them is just on another level. And if they can get Messi over the line, they're not going to sign. They're not signing both. They're not doing both. They, they said that they won't even get Messi from the things I read last night. They wouldn't even get Messi without having to shuffle some things about. Yeah, exactly. That team. Also, someone at GT in the comments makes a good point here. What about the money from Lukaku? There's potentially. And there's lots of ifs and buts. There's lots of ifs and buts with any transfer, especially the ones we're talking about. But if Lukaku were to go to Chelsea or was to go to Chelsea for 100 odd million, United would get f- 35, 40 million out of that because of the sell-on clause we put in. I think we're already owed the money, but I think that that's already. Oh, is spent. that already money owed? I think we've. Already, I think that's but already I spent. Like I think that's already spent on Maguire. In right. probably that I money probably paid off Maguire somehow. The, the, there's the money that they, they owed the us from the transfer and then the sell-on. I think there was 10 yeah. million for the sell-on. So right. you get that in. They're, they're paying like in sort of like installments or something like that. And like a Wongolo. They've, they've, yeah, they've still, yeah, they've still got and apparently if we, if we 48 million we'll just, pounds. We'd say the steady old So back. we could just take Lukaku away from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, as, you know, there's, there's all this sort of shenanigans going on in there. Like if Lukaku goes, do we get any money from that? Can we get someone off the wage bill? Can we bring in this player? Can we get this player? Is there a part of any, either of you two that would just rather... If it comes to it, we kept. I even say we kept Pogba and we kept Lingard. Or do you want to see Lingard go? Or do you want to see Pogba go? Or do you want, how do you want to see it work out? The way I look at this team, there's a couple of players where I've just not been massively convinced by over the last couple of seasons in terms of making a difference at the club. But we've had a few of the players that we mentioned, like Jesse Lingard, Paul Pogba. They have had good patches some more than others again like Anthony Martial was one that was a few fans would have said they wouldn't have mind let go and, and those reports here and there not too many I feel like with any of those type of players where they've had good times at United you know they've had decent runs of form and whatnot you want to stack you, you 
the, as much quality as you can when you're going into for a title charge, when you're going for the Champions League. I know not many fans agree with that, and obviously, but I just feel like when you look to the bench, when you look at the squad as a whole, when we looked at Man City last season, the way they challenged, like you can't. Obviously, we're not going to touch those levels, but then instant, when you move two, three of those players, that and even if you sign one more, you're, you're just going backwards in a way. Yeah. And I just feel like there's players that have done well and, and with the good environment and the way we're going in next season. I think Jesse Lingard would be suited to go to West Ham because he's going to play... He's more, for me, a player who just needs that consistent game time and he flourishes in yeah, like yeah. an open game where he's good in transition and whatnot. And I think for his career, somewhere like West Ham would have been a better move, but it looks like United might keep him. But if, you keep, if they keep him, I'm, I'm happy with that. I just think you just need to keep as much quality as you can. And as for Paul Pogba, like we discussed it earlier, it's just... You know, United, you'd have to sign a couple of midfielders basically to replace him. So it's a bit too late in the window to assess that. There's a talk today as well about the way that to get Paul Pogba into this team alongside Bruno, I think you need to have Rice is the fit in it or someone like Rice or Ndidi or someone like that. Yeah. But we can't, we're not going to buy that player this summer. Yeah, I no think chance, that's, that's yeah. done. We've, we've done our big signings this summer. And I think the, the other signings that have been mentioned, you mentioned Neves, Camavinga and all that, probably fit more into sticking to the situation we've got now, playing 4-2-3-1. I still think, if you sign Niguez, I still don't think you start Niguez, Paul Pogba and Bruno as a three. I think you play McTominay and Niguez and Pogba on the left for a bit. No, I agree. I I think think there's more likely to happen. So I think that if you keep Paul Pogba, you've got to look at next season signing that that number six that's going to do that job. I wouldn't if if Paul Pogba goes. I don't think you straight replace him. I think you you stick to what we've been doing the four two three one. Yeah. You play him. You just upgrade on Fred. That's the thing that you do. You upgrade Fred. You upgrade McTominay, which is more workman like, but I've got a bit more quality. That's where I think you go with that instead of trying to. Be, I think people are obsessed with us making playing a single pivot and doing all this stuff. If four two three has not been bad, the problem's been we've I had some poor players doing it. It's just that lack of like flexibility we can yeah, yeah, out I where. In game, there's games I've watched. I'm like, you in, if you switch to having that holding midfielder, and we've yeah, seen yeah. that when matches like come mm. on sometimes, and you can just push Bruno and Pogba's or yeah. Van der Beek or whatever in, in those number eight areas, yeah, yeah. and you overload teams. And I think that's when I feel like we should be going. But but I think we've been more suited to like you said yeah. this four two three one. And and if you bring a Camavinga in instantly for me, slots like next maybe yeah, yeah. McTominay. There's still there's still the thing is with a lot of the players that we currently got there's still levels that they can reach. Yeah, and yeah. I know fans dig some players out. We've seen Jordan Henderson at Liverpool the first few seasons, like people used to take the piss out of him and everything like Liverpool fans, a yeah, big yeah. chunk of Liverpool fans didn't like him, ended up captaining them to a Champions League. Like, again, like McTominay still got a few years ahead of him to build that profile as a midfielder, like maybe as a sitting deep, maybe advancing forward. Like there's still a lot of players in this team that are still young and yeah. relatively young and they can still build themselves. Um, but for me, United just need to operate better in the market in the sense of, is Paul Pogba staying? Is he not? If not, find the buyer quickly, agree yeah, yeah. a deal with PSG and then go and sign yeah, those players. Yeah, I think yeah. it's too late right now. The, the the way this has been handled, the way it's been allowed to get to the final year and we still don't know is shambolic. It's and it's still left to the manager almost to try and convince him. Other clubs don't do that. And it, it just, it really annoys me that we know with Paul Pogba, and this isn't a criticism of him, this is just the facts. We got him from the Harvard when he was a kid. Yeah, they were unhappy about that when we got him when he was 16 because they put a lot of time and effort into sort of, you know, grooming him, for want of a better word, into this, or building him up into a youngster that he became. We bring him in, 
not got any affiliation or loyalty to United. He's, you know, he's, he's there for a couple of years, he's with us for a couple of years, then the talk of him moving on, we want him to stay. He doesn't, he moves on to Juve. Okay, fair enough, it's his prerogative. He, you know, you can argue that he was right to do that in terms of the, the medals he won and the game time he got, yeah. which he probably wouldn't have got if he would have stayed. Not, certainly not straight away anyway, he would have had to wait a little bit. We bring him back for 89 million. So we know we've had a player here who's, okay, Liav doesn't really count because it's when he was a kid, that's unfair, but he's already left Old Trafford once. Mm-hmm. So there's every reason to think he'll do it again. So you have to have a system in place where, or a plan where you go, all right, if he's not going to stay out for the rest of full his contracts, we need to make sure we move him on and get money in for him so we can bring someone in. What you don't want to do, and what we've exactly what we've allowed to happen is you're going into the last 10 months of his contracts. We don't know if he's going to stay. We don't know if he's going to go. We're leaving it now until the point where if he does stay, he could sign a pre-contract agreement, I think, in January. So he's already like half out of the door. And if he goes, we're leaving ourselves a very limited amount of time to get that money in and get someone else in. It just seems a little bit shambolic. Uh, just in the Super Chats, Christian Shea says, if it's possible, would you go for a DM um, signing this season? If United could get Goretzka on a free next season? Um, Abdullah, I'll ask you, Goretzka. I think Goretzka, before he moved to Bayern Munich, was one of the midfielders that I would have liked to, to have at Manchester United. I think we were yeah. just going into the market to up our quality in that part of the pitch. I think that the stage of his career he sort of sort of developed himself a bit more in deeper roles, but also, you know, we can still do a lot going forward. We've seen that in the Champions League, him and Thiago, you know, when Bayern Munich won the Champions League, playing together, um, and when it was Kimmich as well. So I think he, he's a player that he can bring in and play various roles in that midfield, and, and he'll be experienced. But was that 31, maybe 30? Who, sorry? So how old's Goretzka now? Oh, right, sorry. Because I'm actually quite interested in, like, how many seasons he'd be able to get out. I think he's 27. Could be wrong. Until he's 26. 26. Yeah. And you get him. Honestly, I thought he was like, <laughs> yeah. for him to be going. I thought that's why like, you threw me when you said 31. Yeah, I thought, you still no, talking honestly, about I thought you talked about something else then. I thought, someone else. I thought he'd be like pushing 30 now with the I, fact that he'd be able to get him for free next season. This so, stinks of a I'm not sure. contract set by Munich. Yeah, it, it does, does doesn't it? It sort of sounds like Sergio Ramos at Real Madrid and he's going to get his big bonus. By Munich and not his big 26 year old key midfielder. Just as well, don't forget, check out the merchandise. Yeah, you see that your man there, uh, Alex Bagley's wearing uh, some of the merch we've got available. It's a pin new comment. Stuff. Got some new stuff out there, some new designs for the new season. All your favourite players and all your favourite paddock stuff. So go and check that out as well. And also, while I'm in that vein, give us a subscribe if you're not doing. Let's get us to six hundred thousand subscribers. I've just put a link in the chat earlier if you can bother scrolling up. So hit the subscribe button as well and give us a like. Um, there you go. I've done all my plugging. Um, just looking at it, right, the reason that we're sort of talking about this and we're getting a little bit antsy, we spoke about at the beginning of last season. You look at last season, now, the first game against Crystal Palace, we were at the races, we lost at home to Palace 3-1. Um, then we went away, we, we won at Brighton with the goal after full time, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a good performance. Brighton hit the woodwork five times, they should have won. Now listen, a win's a win, but it, was, it wasn't great and you could no. still, United was still very rusty. Then we got absolutely battered 6-1 off Spurs. The way that City have gone about their business, bringing in Jack Grealish, and also the fact that the Scousers have had a few pre-seasons games, they haven't looked great, but they're getting games under the belt, yeah. they're getting players back. Chelsea are obviously buoyed by the fact they won the Champions League. Can we afford to start slowly again this season? Or is this going to be one of those seasons where if you've got any title-challenging aspirations, you have to get out of the block straight away? I think you do, but I think the only... Probably the only good thing about it is there's a lot of Premier League teams that have strengthened, and it's. I don't. I think the whilst City gonna look good, Chelsea look good, we look good. 
I think you'll have a lot more. Villa are going to look good, even without Jack Grealish. Yeah. Villa are going to be good next year. Leicester are going to be good. I don't think, I don't think you go have a you know you don't have a season. I don't think it's a hundred point season because I think the Premier League's just better again. I think the standard yeah. this season across the board looks better. That top ten teams all look a bit better. Arsenal are very good, but the rest of them, the rest of the teams, all look pretty good. I don't think you get that. So you could probably drop points here and there. But you, if you have a slow start, especially when we've not got the hardest start, I wouldn't say Leeds is a tough game, but it's not the most difficult we start. We've had the first six games. We're not playing any of the top, top teams. You have to start well. It's probably you have to do as that. mad as it sounds, I think Leeds is like a decent first like challenge. Yeah, Probably definitely. one of the toughest challenges you can yeah. get. Like the energy that they're going to play with. I think we spoke about this last week. Like Bamford's not obviously didn't go with England. Um, I mean, Calvin Phillips coming off a high after having like a mm. decent, you know, Euros with England. So you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a serious challenge on your hands, I think, against Leeds. It's always going to be a big game. It means a lot to both sets of fans, especially them lot. Like, we've, we, like we're going into the seasons with like three, four rival teams, <laughs> like direct rivals. Yeah. Like, mi- yeah. you know what? Liverpool, so you're going to have mi- to get ready I, I to face the, um, those teams. I missed the games against Leeds. I was gutted that we couldn't be there for the six, yeah, especially the result. Oh, that was oh, an amazing, mate. That was, that was one of the best games in recent memory that I can't stand Leeds and to beat them the way we did was fantastic. Um, but it just worries me, especially like say it was a game against our rivals, it, and you know that Bielsa is going to be sort of well prepared for that one. As he showed with the game at Ellen Road, he learned didn't he from the six-two. I don't think he does that again. Though. Yeah. I think he does. And he sort of managed to, to keep us at bay. Uh, Jacob O.C., welcome to the academy. Thanks for all your support. Um, I know it's not necessarily United related, but we'll talk about it because it is a massive talking point. Uh, Lionel Messi. Um, I say it's not United related because he's not coming to Old Trafford. So let's just we can get that. Out the sure? back straight away, unless he's visiting. <laughs> um, isn't staying at Barcelona, which is weird because he's like been there forever. Um, just first of all, Abdullah, what do you think that says about Spanish football in a minute? Because it seems to be in a bit of a weird phase where you've got the likes of Sergio Ramos, who you know was Mr. Real Madrid for so long. You've got Varane, obviously, we've taken advantage of and got over here. Then you've got Lionel Messi, who's going. Barcelona have had to sort of alter the offer they made to Memphis Depay because they're in this financial pickle. There's still this Super League thing going on where like, the likes of Florentino Perez thinks it's going to you know, save him. Or, you know, or Yeah, save, save him, but help him. I think Real Madrid still have a money, but not to the extent they used to. Barca are in all sorts of trouble. What do you think this says about Spanish football? Do you think this could be the end of an era almost with Spanish football in the sense that they're no, it's no longer the, the powerhouse in Europe it was? Or do you think we're just getting, you know, it's just a bit of a blip? I think it's been a gradual thing with like La Liga in general. I think you had you know, your Neymar leaving, Ronaldo. You've had that slowly, you know, the league just falling apart. I think what we've seen is the top three, Atletico, Barca and Madrid, they've all competed against each other over the last couple of seasons. They've all picked up league titles. But they've done it in like really weird styles where it's just no one's like actually gone out there and absolutely smashed the league apart and just been like comfortably the best team. They've all like... Whoever's at the top kept losing, then winning. Then it's yeah. just been like really weird watching it, and none of them really established themselves in European football, getting to like the Champions League finals. And the like I say, we see them always do well in Europe, uh, in the Europa League. Sorry, like Spanish well, we know better. Well. We know, know that. better than any team in <laughs> no. England. We know that that one. Yeah. So it's not all doom and gloom for Spanish yeah. football before anyone who's giving them, them the last uh, bit. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah Sevilla's and Vill- Villarreal's at me. But, but I don't. I just. I think that's it for them. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest things, is the Premier League. Like it's really taken over. Um, I don't know how they compete financially because it feels like 
they're these big teams that are just trying to cling on to staying at that top level where they're competing with your Bayern Munichs and then the big English sides and your PSGs and whatnot. And I just think they've not got that financial capability to do that. Um, and we're seeing that because I think if Madrid had that money like they've done in the past, Mbappe would have, wrapped, would have been wrapped up for like 100 mil a year before his contract ends. Like that would be, well, that would have been a move that I would have expected. Haaland would be going to Spain. And I think it's really losing that appeal. And if I'm a young lad like coming through now at any of the academies in Europe, I, I want to be playing for a Premier League club like anywhere in Europe, even if I'm not coming up here. Like I have to be playing for a Premier League club the way I'm looking at football now. And I think La Liga's lost that. Um, and especially now Messi's gone, it feels like it's absolutely in the bin. Do you think it just needs, I mean, Abdullah's saying there, Baggers, it's in the bin almost. Do you think it needs a bit of a reset? Because it's, it it's been be. the place, on it? Even by, you know, I mean, it sounds a bit rich sitting here as United fans going about big spending because we've spent a lot of money ourselves. You know, you look at City, you've just been gone through the roof with spending. Chelsea have always spent big. But with with Spanish clubs, you've always had that. Going back to your Figos, your Zidans, your, you know, your Hazards more recently, you, you know, your Coutinho's you mentioned earlier. Do you think it maybe needs a bit of reset? Because, you know, Spanish football is always going to have good young players coming through. Do you think maybe it needs to shift a little bit towards that and all I think stop the, all this, you know, galactical stuff? I think Messi and Ronaldo ruined it. I think it sounds mad, but the, the success that they've brought and how good they were yeah. skewed Madrid and Barca. That's what's happened, is that they've put... You've, had, you, you've got Messi there, and he's on whatever he's on, two, two million a week, or, you know, he's taken on a million euros a week or something yeah. like that. And you can't argue with that because he's the best, he, potentially the best player ever. I mean, he still scored 38 goals. Still scored 38 goals. People act he like scored, he's done. Do you know what I mean? He scored, he scored far more than any United player did. For Barcelona. Yeah. You have to understand that. And But the problem is that La Liga have structured everything. They're marketing how they sell things on Messi versus Ronaldo. When Ronaldo left, things went wrong. And I think for years, you've had... Real Madrid trying to find the next one after Ronaldo. They tried it with Hazard. It's not worked. Yeah. They tried it. They want Mbappe to do that. But even I think Mbappe, it's not the same thing. You're not, you're not going to do what Ronaldo did. Messi, even you've seen for years, they've been trying to sign that next one that will maybe take it up and do the next thing for, for Barcelona. They've tried signing Coutinho, hoping that he'd come in. Neymar was the one. And that was, that was how they were going to replace Messi. Was They needed another name. And this, this way of doing it, Skewed everything. It means that people like Griezmann are on eight hundred grand a week. It's not Messi that's the problem. It's the problem that Someone's everyone below just, that is. Funnily the, enough, someone the in the issue. chat there was saying that um, Barcelona fans. Sorry, uh, slogan eighteen seventy six. Thanks for your super chat. Um, someone was saying. Um, oh, sorry, I'm going through a load of comments here. Someone just asked about no Scotty and Motty this week. No, we'll be back soon though. Uh, thanks, Josh J Lewis. Um, yeah, someone was saying Barcelona fans... Oh, yeah, Ross Murphy saying Barcelona fans are blaming Griezmann for Messi departure. I, think I don't necessarily think it's Griezmann, but his fault. But you look at it. Was it the Champions League semi-final a few years ago? Was it? The semi-final, yeah. the quarter-finals, where they had Coutinho. You had Griezmann, I think, and Dembele on the bench. And then you had Coutinho coming off the bench to score against yeah. Barcelona. So Barcelona had, like... 280 million quid or summer sat on the bench and then another 145 million quid playing against them. That is just awful. The they've been, chase, they've been chasing yeah. they've been chasing to replace Messi. They've been trying yeah. to do this for years, trying to replace and they've just what they should have done years they should have just gone right, Messi's going past this this half a million a week was where they put a cap on it. He's going past that, he's got to go. Real Real did it relatively well with Ronaldo, where they kinda of went, it's got to a point we can't pay him any more money. 
we're not the the we're not getting as much out of him. He has to just go. We have to move on and try and figure this out. Barca haven't done that. They've clung on to we need to keep Messi. We have to keep Messi. Keep paying him more. But it's done everything. It happened to United on a smaller scale with Sanchez, and you saw what happened with Herrera because Herrera had that. Probably does the same thing that Griezmann says. He went, well, I'm at least half the player he is. So, I'm, and I'm I'm worth three hundred grand a week because if yeah. he's on four fifty, I'm worth I'm worth three hundred grand a week. Yeah. And them going, well, you're not really. Same with Griezmann. Well, if he's on one point two million, eight hundred grand, it's not too bad. And he ends up getting it, and it, it's just broken everything. I think that you have to. It's, it's the transfer weird. fees. It's the transfer well, fees, the wages, everything. Coutinho, hundred million plus. Um, Dembele in and around that. The list goes on. Like Frankie De Jong was probably the most sensible big transfer in my opinion that they've But he's on 450,000 a, a week. Uh, like, whatever, he's 21. He, he's, he'd be the, the biggest... The Barcelona, they don't need to be luring players in no. with big contracts. They don't need to be luring players in like that at all. Like, why don't you spend half of that money in building La Masia more and yeah. like expanding on... Well, that's what I'm saying. Does it need a, 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 an almost yeah. a little bit it of does. a reset? I think like they've using before, like the youth players... You know, they've they've, like they've brought through... I mean, to a lesser degree... Guardiola did it a, a little bit at Barcelona where after Rijkaard he yeah, was like did, a bit yeah. more like alright well I've just come from Barcelona B I've got these young players coming but through I'm going to you know move on the lights eventually I know he didn't do it straight away but likes of Edsel and Ronaldinho and focus I, I mean Real Madrid did that, that they lost yeah. the Galacticos didn't they because yeah. that didn't work out and yeah. then they gradually built up then eventually like reset with Bayern I mean Ronaldo they always will have they need a few seasons I think that, you need a few seasons where you just focus on that next generation of yeah. young players and building the league up. But Barcelona lost 487 million last year. How would you do that? Um, Alpha Omega in the chat says, three beautiful specimen on display. You might Thanks. need to clean your screen, son. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for spicing up my Friday afternoon. I'm worried about Rashford and his pre-Euros and his and his for pre-Euros and can we count on Martial? Kisses. Thanks, Alpha Omega. Uh, can we count on Martial? It's a good question because obviously... Um, Rashford's having an op. Looks like Andy Marshall still has a future at United, according to Oligan Solskjaer. Maybe he's going to play on the left-hand side and, and fill that Marcus Rashford-shaped hole. Baggers, start with you. I think at the minute, without Cavani, he probably starts through the middle. I think unless Sancho's fit as well and you can probably work something out, I think he probably starts through the middle for the time being. Whether he risks starting Mason Green, depends who then plays on the right. I just think that it starts him through the middle. I think that he'll... I think Martial will do all right. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get back to it. I think last season was a bit of a blip. I think he's n- he might never be the, the superstar, but we need to have good players around. Like, like you mentioned before, City had six stru- six forwards that are Martial's level at least. We need to have that kind of thing. So I don't think you can get rid of Martial. In terms of Rashford, I think we need to really not judge what he did last season in terms of towards the end of... He's had an op that he needed for 18 months, two years now. He's he's Needs been more, injured. Actually, he's, he's been, been injured for a long. If he wasn't gone, as yeah, well. if he wasn't for the fact that you, you know we need him next season, ideally he's probably had about two or three going in. Yeah. I think he's his ankle. You've had Rashford doing. You know, Rashford's been putting up them numbers without doing what he's probably best at, which is the the pace and everything. Like that. He's not been able to run as fast as he usually has. Like, like that's as someone like Marcus Rashford who, who's got that level. To not be able to do that has been tough on him. So I'm not worried about that. Worry about him when he's trying to get back into the team and stuff and, and let him build, him build himself up. I'm not too worried about him straight away. I'm hoping we get um, Martial playing well because we're going to need him at the start of this season. Apart from that, I think that you probably have... I think Paul Pogba starts further forward to start the season. I think you've got... You'll have Sancho coming relatively quickly. Mason, 
Alangro start as well, I think, on the left hand side. He's, he's been looking, good. looking looking good in pre season. He looked good yeah. against Wolves yeah. as well last season. Um talk so you big up Jay, thank you. Cough Mike, love you, Jay, mate, love you too. Um PS in the super chat says be less pessimistic. Players adapt to roles and McTee can do a job as DM. Is he best? No, but he's functional. Thoughts on McBeak <laughs> before Rash returns. McBeak. There you go. Never mind McFred. McBeak. Like that's not beak. Scottish cocaine. That's <laughs> Mc, that's McTominay and Van der Make playing, I presume, in a pivot instead of McFred. What do you reckon, Abdullah? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about like having Van der Beek in a deeper role. I think what I think he can do that pretty well. Like he can drop. We've seen that was at the Istanbul game at home yeah, last yeah. season yeah. with Fred. I think he's all right because his pass selection is decent. Like he can progress it into certain yeah. areas. He's very good when someone like. He's almost like in a bit of a ticky-tacky team or like a team that's very on their possession game. I think United a bit more, less than that. So I prefer having Danny just further up the pitch where he's like ghosting off the striker and getting into those dangerous yeah, areas. Almost so. like the goal that he got against Palace in his debut. Yeah, he was off the striker. Yeah, that's and that's exactly his style. And them, them Champions League goals that he scored, the big ones for Ajax. Like I prefer Donny being that sort of second man to Bruno. Or if we play two number eights, that could work with Donny, I think, because he still has a level of defensive discipline as well. We've seen that at Ajax and when they went far in the Champions League. I just think United need to sort of rest Bruno more and that will give Donny the opportunity to maybe establish himself in a couple of games and, and give Oli a rethink to, to sort of shuffle things about. Um, but I'm not too sure of him playing deep with McTominay. I think if, um, you, if, well. you, if you think if you do, you have to have less expectation of what he does for the game. If you play him in a... T- I think this is the one thing that... We've had even with Pogba playing there, as you, we expect him to be scoring goals and all this. A lot of the time in that position, it's pick up the ball and make play it simple. And that's if he does that for ninety minutes, that's what that player should do. Whereas when Pogba's played there, people go, "Well, he's not scoring goals. He's not doing this. He's not. He's not contributing. He's not doing this." And that's his first season. Paul Pogba he played that role relatively well the entire way through. Well, people going, ah, "He's not done as much, has he?" But in that role, you're not. You're not meant to be doing everything you're not meant to be scoring goals it's just you know keeping things simple playing the right passes and doing all that if Donny does play there which I don't I agree with you I'd rather see him further forward the expectation just needs to be needs to do a job and keep the ball simple and do better what, than what Fred does that's where I think people get it wrong if he is playing that position he's not got to he can't be doing all everything he's just he's going to do a job he's going to be a lot more simple passes I don't want to see him there I want to see him further forward but you have, like I said you have to rest Bruno for that to happen um, a couple of super chats as well. Um, Ian Steele says, Barca spend 95% of their yearly revenue on wages. I was reading that. Yeah, most clubs, I think it's, it's a lot well, it's a lot lower Leeds, than that. Leeds were in trouble when they were spending yeah, 70%. 70% was when Leeds sort of gambled, didn't they, on the Champions League money and then didn't and qualify. City on 73%. City on seven, 95% just doesn't work as a business model. Uh, Abinav Verma says, sign Messi for Paddock. Messi and Ronaldo, dream pair. I'm sure Steele loved that. Uh, fellow with the seller says, Abdul, give us a wave. Where have you been? I've been, um, there was a few J- compliments J- as well. I um, we didn't be said we were going to talk about that camera. Jesus, <laughs> um, there's a few comments as well. Abdul, sorry, I should have read them out at the time. But you were talking yep. about how well you're looking, and it's great to see you back on the channel. Um, we can all agree. Um, so we know Messi's not coming here. I just want to talk briefly as well. I know we'll dwell on this, but we'll mention it because it's happened um, yesterday. So it is a talking point. Um, and I know we're sort of covering things that aren't necessarily United-related, but it was all connected, if I get all existential on us. 
Grealish to City. I mean, that's put the cat amongst the pigeons, hasn't it? In many ways, because for you, Abdullah, does that make you alter the way you're looking at our transfer window now? Because, you know, last week it was like, we've got Varane, we've got Sancho. We're having the best window so far of the, the Premier League clubs. City going by Grealish, and you think, okay, no. Or do you think, um, you know, City are going to City? So I'm not too yeah. concerned if that makes sense. I think City is one that I'm not as massively concerned because they're just always, like you said, they're going to do what they're doing. Like they'll always go and buy the big players. They're always going to be ahead of us like that, like in terms of having that squad quality overall. We always expected they were going to either get Grealish and Kane or at least one of them. And they've got Grealish through the door. I don't know what's going to happen with Kane. My bigger worry is that you got like Chelsea, you can get Lukaku in. And then, you know, at the age of 28 for him, like establishing himself a bit more, in, you know, in European football and, and becoming one of the, like the top strikers on a more consistent basis, in my opinion, at Inter Milan. And if they can get him in through the door, then you've got that other problem. And I feel like City will just like at times just overbuy in a weird way. Like yeah. they've they've had quality plays. They've had like Bernardo was absolutely flying. That you know before he joined them as well for Monaco and and for Portugal. I remember watching him for the in the Confederations um, Cup. I think it was like the year before the World Cup or whatever. I remember him just looking unbelievable. And I think they underused him and then they overused certain players and I think Sterling had a bit of a so I think sometimes they have too much quality and it's just like weird to find the setup. so you're always going to get something from City and I think they're still going to leak goals here and there just like you said earlier in the show like we were talking about other teams around the league have got quality and now you look at Aston Villa like they're going to be better off now without Grealish because of the level of quality that they're scattering across got, the pitch their front three could be Buendia Ings and um Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey. What yeah, if that? Exactly. Uh, that's not bad. They got is Watkins it? <laughs> as well in the mix. Like they're still looking to add players yeah, to yeah. that, and um, you know we've seen how transparent their owners were as well. Yeah, so, yeah. like, just going off topic with the whole city thing, but other teams in the league will challenge everyone. Yeah. I think United just need to just make sure every game's like a final. Like you've yeah. got to get out with these three points because the league's not easy. Every game's going to be intense. Every game's going to going to be difficult and you've just got to do you. Going, going into that, Jay, you, you said, does, does that affect our window? I yeah. think, look, if, if Grealish, Grealish has gone there, I think we're kind of expecting, probably expecting that eventually. But Pep said today about, you know, there's three or four players want to go. Bernardo Silva being one of them. Like if they lose three players and all, and three or four players and only and say only sign Grealish and Kane, yeah. So all of a sudden, their squad might be, their squad as a whole might be a bit weaker. You may have two quality players come in that are probably better. If you lose four players and you've not got those the, the backup, that's why City won the league this year because they had six players that you could drop out and do all that. If you lose a Lose four players you know that are very happy. The weird thing is, it might not work. About all this, and Grealish might get injured, and Kane might get injured, and then it's, it's set it's, again. This to me just feels like a reaction to losing the Champions League final. Like we lost the Champions League final, right? Go out and get the two best available players there, no matter what. Kane, Grealish, there. Well, that isn't almost the, the issue. We lost the Champions League final. I personally think because Pep Guardiola, his tactics completely wrong. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He just got outwitted by Tuchel for the third game in a month. So, I don't know, whilst I get the idea of strengthening when you're strong, because United did it in 2007, we bought in, I know it's different before people go, but bought in Anderson, we bought in Nani, we bought in Owen Idris, we just won the league. And people going, on, um, bought in, did we bring in Tevez as well? We did, we brought in Tevez yeah, as well. Yeah, so, you're bringing in four players for like, you know, the golden boy and uh, Anderson, 
Tevez is one of the best sort of young strikers in, in the Premier League. He's already a loan, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was yeah, a two-year yeah. loan, but obviously you're massively strengthening. Nani, again, one of the most sought-after young players. And Hargreaves, who just won the Champions League. Or, well, just won it. I mean, won the difference it. with that is yeah. that we got slapped by AC Milan, like, away from yeah, yeah, yeah. home. That taught yeah, us a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when, it got, when we got the injuries, because you, you look at that, that game away at Milan when we lost, was it 3-0, I think. City was still favourites right. for the league comfortably. That's it's what I'm saying. It's a bit of reaction. So whilst I get the idea of strengthening when you're strong, it does feel a little bit of a reaction. To, it worries me game. more when Liverpool and Chelsea operate in this window in like the style of like yeah. getting Kanati in alongside Van Dijk Kanati is a player I know like when we faced Leipzig fans wouldn't have rated him because they didn't have the best of games but he's a player that I've, I've rated massively over the years for Leipzig so they're, they're getting him in that's a partner for Van Dijk in there a young defender um, you know you can have Henderson Fabinho in that midfield so they've still got a really good side and then you've got Chelsea if they add Lukaku to a Champions League winning team and getting that consistent goal scoring. You've got Jorginho who's just come off winning two European trophies, like hitting the prime of his career. You've got Kante. So those those teams in around us as well, we've got to worry about, like that behind us, we've got to worry about as well because yep. they can nip in ahead of us. So I just think, like I said, every game has to be like a final for Man United. It has to, it's, it's going to be a challenge whatever team you face this um, season. You can't look yeah, up ahead just, of you all the just time. Just before we get to you, Baggers, uh, Pete Kelly um, in the Super Chats. The City still under investigation uh, by the Premier League for FFP, and now they signed Grealish for uh, £100 million. If they get found guilty, they could be in trouble. Baggers, do you have any sort of expectation, Absolutely hope? Absolutely no chance. Manchester else. City are going to get found guilty or even punished by the, the Premier League Here's for the, the financial fair play? The thing is that... The whole this the whole thing with the Super League as well. For as much as all the the Premier League and everyone jumped on the back of these big six big six teams, it's the only thing keeping the Premier League going is how much these play these teams spend and how what they've got in. This is why I'm a bit surprised, but by the league are stopping Barca and not it just being a you know you need to not do this kind of thing because it, it screws the league as much as it does Barcelona because you're losing Lionel Messi from that league. I mean, I it just gets to, you must get to the situation though, the point where it's just completely untenable. Like, because you've got. All, I, mean, I mean, I'm not a financial expert, so forgive me, I'm getting wrong. But you got all these banks that are old money that just, you know, get defaulted on all the time. We like agreeing, agreeing to that. You know, you, you're operating on 95 percent of your revenue goes on wages. It's, oh, it's, it's definitely like, wrong. And also, let's not forget Barcelona. Have just what did they win last season? They didn't win the league. They didn't win the Champions League, did they? So no. it's not like a. You know, that keeping all these players has gotten where they need to be or kept them where they need to be. They're not. So no. it does. And then you've got the Super League stuff as well going on, which, you know, is its own different story. It just seems like you do have to almost pull the plug at, at some yeah. point. Uh, but I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think City are going to get done uh, in answer to Peter Kelly's point. I think that no matter what, it'll, even if they are, you know, punished, it'll be something like a fine. And it'll yeah. be like, you know, oh, it's. Here, spend more forty million quid, the biggest fine we've ever given out. Which to say is the, the price of a Nathan Ake. Um, Gorn Berner in the um, super chat says, "Can't wait for Aaron Wambasaka to chop down Grealish." Um, maybe. I mean, he's very good at tackling Aaron Wambasaka. He's very clean as well. He's not dirty. Is he? he just times his tackles perfectly. Uh, I saw some stupidness the other week um, about oh, Aaron Wambasaka. Yeah. Um, I think it was Charlie Austin getting a bit giddy when he scored that goal against us in pre-season and saying yeah. Alan Bissaka's not a good defender. Um, well, he is. Um, I mean, we've we've sort of touched on the main sort of transfers in, in and outs, but I'll ask you just quickly before we wrap up. Yes or no answer? Are we buying anyone? Yes. Who? 
I think we'll get Trippier at the end of the window. Trippier at the end of the window. All right, one final question. Is that enough for a title challenge? Mm. No. No. Well, that's great. It means we'll go home. That's good. Um, same questions to you, Alex Bagley. I also agree on Trippier. I think that's... That, is that our only signing? Mm, I think we get a midfielder. <sighs> I think Jesse goes. Jesse goes. Midfielder. Think, Who's um, the midfielder? Go on. These are all, you know... Predictions. No one's no, not anti. So I, I, th- I think we get. I think we get Neves or someone like that. I think we get Neves. I think we get someone for the same kind of price as what we let Je- Jesse go for. Maybe an extra ten, fifteen million. I think we get one more in. Um, yeah, I think we get one more, and I think that's is that enough it, for a title challenge? It is enough. I, but I'd still, as long as we're up there, that for me is it because I, I still think well, City are going to have the best squad going into next year. I think Chelsea probably still have a better team than us, even if we get them to over the line. I think. We should be up there, but you can't expect to beat them with that squad. It's not like City, City lose the league, things have gone wrong. That's the thing. That'll be it. Isn't it? It's City losing the league in it almost yeah. already now, isn't it? With the signings they've made, yeah. it's not. Do you remember when like the Scousers lost it in in 2014? It wasn't that City won it and that Yaya Torre scored 20 league goals from midfield. Yeah. It was that Steven Gerrard slipped and Liverpool threw it away. Um, and I think that's already shaping up to be negative. But listen. We've been here before, you know, United won three in a row, went and got Veron and Rude and finished third. Chelsea won back-to-back titles and brought in the likes of Shevchenko and Michael Ballack and didn't win anything and we won the double. So you can't count it out. Uh, Prince Varughese says, no CDM, no title challenge. I'll be honest, I kind of agree with that. But you never know. Stranger things have happened and we're Manchester United. We've been through a lot worse than not signing the CDM. Get involved in the chat, let us know what you think anyway. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Make sure you're hitting... Like, share, and subscribe. Let's get us to 600k subscribers. Uh, we're almost there. So with your support, we've had great support since we took over the channel as well. Uh, we'll get there. Um, Abdullah, where can people find you? Uh, Abdul GH underscore on Twitter. I've got some things coming up this season. What Ooh. things? Just some, Stuff. Keep that secret. You'll things. see it popping up here and there on my Twitter. Can so you just give us a, a little bit of a flavour? Like, is is this OnlyFans? Is this... Um, <laughs> Is this <laughs> football related? Is yeah, it? It's, it's football related. So yeah, no, don't worry, we're not going down. Right, no, because no, because you are a popular guy on the channel. A lot of people, rightly, saying you know, yeah. Abdullah's back. Great to see him back. So people are going to be able to catch yeah, so you on other ho- things as well. Hopefully, yeah, we're just I'm trying to get something going. So before the start of the season, just some general football stuff. Um, so it's got a bit of a busy schedule, but trying to fit in a couple here and there and jumping on here every week. And obviously, you'll catch me on fan cams as well. I'll yeah, we want to get you back on, mate, because you've been sorely missed. And obviously, now we're back at the grounds. We are going to be on fan cams again. Starting with the Everton game, I think you're going to be there, aren't you? I'll be there. I don't know what state you're going to be in, I'll to be, be honest fine. with you, whether you're going to be um, Always. topping up on your £3 carling. Um, <laughs> uh, where can people find you, Baggers? Uh, Baggers underscore Alex. Go the check these guys out. You know where to find me. Don't forget as well, check out the merchandise. The link's in the description. Check out um, what else? everything else on the channel we've got Members going area. on. Members area. We've got the preview coming up for the Everton game very soon. With the return, talk about Abdullah return. The return of someone else who's not been on the channel for a, a while. Another favourite. So make sure you're checking that out. This has been The Brew. Not Alison's Brew, because he's not here, but he'll be back next week, I think. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.